that, 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 so it's so funny because I get compared to some comics, and it's like the thing that annoys me though is like is like every story I tell is like I mean obviously I change around facts and I um, I uh, not elaborate. What's it when you kind of like stretch the truth? Exaggerate. Uh, exaggerate. Exaggerate. So I exaggerate things, and but like you know, and I, and I'll tie two stories together sometimes. But for the most part, most of my premises are like pretty real premises. So like I was in, I was on uh, I think it's Sunset um, I think it's Sunset or Melrose I forget which one it is but it's Chipotle in LA on Sunset or Melrose uh, I think I think it's close to the Improv or the the factory I, I don't forgot which one but then the guy just goes hey man he's like you're uh, he goes he goes you live around here I was like nah I was like uh, I was like I was like I'm, I'm moving here I'm from Alabama and uh, and he goes oh he's like you ever got in the adult industry and I was like uh, I was like I was like no nah. I I think you could do well man there's like a guy like you would do well you know like with other guys and I was like what <laughs> like what the fuck? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like, and he explained to me the whole thing that I watched a documentary about the tons of dudes that do gay porn are straight men. And like, and my whole life was like, and people go, "That's a that's a lie." Like what you said before. I'm like, I'm like, no, none of this. Like I got an offer. And like, then you figure out in LA that happens a lot more often than you think. Like it happens very very often there. When I when I got humped by the penguin, the same thing with that. That's a true story. I had the video of that one. Um, now obviously like I wasn't like talking to the penguin. That's a joke, but, um, but like I have a video of a penguin humping my leg. Like literally he just walked out, hopped in my lap and literally was humping my leg for like 10 minutes straight and then just rolled over. Like he was tired and it was like laying on his back. Like, Oh, that was a good one, dude. You know, that's hilarious. Man. I love it when he goes like the fucking arms. <laughs> yeah. Literally he was on top of me. He's like, like this right. He's like, like you, you can go watch the video. It's at, it's at the end of the video on Instagram. I think, I don't know if it's on YouTube. But like he's like on me, he's like 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 kind of like finishing, like flapping his arms, like he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I love that bit. I love uh, it. When you, talk, when you talk about all right, you two, you're going home. You're gonna do it. You're like I don't know why this feels so good, but you look back. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's know? like yeah, most of like so it's like the fight stuff, you know, the 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 gay porn thing, the um the the penguin stuff. Um, some of my girlfriends, like, uh, the, the, the arguments are true. Like, since like, you know, a lot of that stuff is pretty much fake because the truth's funny. Like, I mean, obviously you can elaborate things and things don't, you don't have the perfect answer in the moment that you write later, but there's still, there's still like tons of like, you know, I, I feel like sticking to the truth is the best thing because then it makes you like explore the truth more. And like, it makes it fun. Cause if something, uh, like, like Nate Bargatze said, if something's too perfect, it's not really funny. It's like it's like we know you didn't really say that. Like we know that's too perfect for you to say that yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we can't stick to the truth. It makes you elaborate more on the truth, which is funnier. You find out a lot of times. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, and it's it's funny. So so you're from obviously from Alabama. When I lived in I lived in Atlanta. This is this is a sidebar conversation. But when I lived in Atlanta for a little bit. I met someone from uh, Alabama, and my, one of my favorite movies is Forrest Gump. So I was always like, I'm like, hey, how's Greenbow, Alabama? And she's like, huh? Greenbow. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you know, Greenbow, Alabama. You're like, go home. And before Scump, she's like, that doesn't exist. That's fake. And like, my heart was broken. I was like, wait, what? Wait, 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 what? There's no Greenbow, Alabama. What? What does my life come to? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that ever comes across your way, but that was like some sidebar conversation. I've only met two people from Alabama. It was one was in Atlanta and you. And I was like, oh, about my. I'm gonna ask her about Greenbow, Alabama. How it was before Scump. And she's like, that was all fake. It was shot in Savannah, Georgia. And I was like. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Oh, that—that's the funniest thing about society. Again, is like, is you know, when you meet a when you meet a guy from Boston, and you're like, you're like, so you know, the janitors, you know, it's like <laughs> everyone references. Yeah, it's like you know, Alabama is uh, is Forrest Gump. 
Then you have like, you know, if you meet an Italian guy, you're like, Gamagusha. Gamagusha. I'm walking I'm funny. I'm I'm funny to you. I'm funny. You, uh, you find me funny. Like yeah, it's like man. it's that kind of it's it's so funny the the different thing you meet people you're like yeah it's not how it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I was when I was in Atlanta, you know, I'm well, I'm from New York. I'm Italian. So everyone's like, are you in the mafia? I'm like, dude, yes. I'm like, I'm like, you see my last name? I'm only half Italian. My yes. last name is nowhere near Italian, but I have all my Italian traits. But I'm everyone thinks you're in the mafia. You wear a suit. You wear a hat. Like, oh, you in the mafia? You in the mafia? I'm like. Dude, my on, girlfriend's man. family still to this day, we've been dating, it's going to be five years now in December, and they still think that I'm like connected somehow. Just because I'm from New York. When I went down, they're like, you and a mob, and I just, <laughs> it's funny because they, they ask it, and I don't say I am, but I don't say I'm not. <laughs> so I just yeah. kind of let, I, they go, Can't talk about yeah, it. they say, so, so like, are you, do you like Nopi? You can, I go, I'm like, I Can't talk about yeah. Can't change talk the stuff. Guys. They go, I go, just, just change it. So I never said yeah. anything, but I never said I was. <laughs> and they, to, to, from, to this day, they still it's think. my buddy from Texas, who I still talk to. My buddy from down in Dallas. He's like, oh my god, he's hilarious. That that dude, he's he can be a comedian himself. <laughs> we so I was uh, I lived in Atlanta. We were I was part of this AT and T sales program, and I had this dude from uh, North Carolina, and my buddy who I still talk to from Dallas is Mexican, and this is like right when Donald Trump was going for uh, president. And he, my, this guy had a picture of him hunting, like, like just with his buddies or whatever. And my buddy Edgar from Texas, who's Mexican, he goes, man, what y'all hunting Mexicans? <laughs> and like, at the time, like, it was way different. Like, what was that? Five years ago, the whole, the whole, uh, fucking room was erupting. But I'm like, I think about it now. I'm like, man, if he said that now, like, even though he's Mexican, people have been like, oh, you can't I'm say going that. to HR. I'm going to HR for that. You, yeah. can't, say that. you can't say that. But he's yeah. like, I'm going to cancel well, you. What are y'all hunting? Mexicans? And I'm like, dude, that is too fucking funny, man. I, I think I, I think I have one of the, the best Trump jokes of all time. There's been a bunch, a bunch of them are extremely hack. Um, they, they kind of ruin Trump jokes. They, you know, they just the same thing. Every late night show had the same joke. He's, his hair is orange. He's, uh, his, 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 his hair is fake. His uh, skin's orange. He's a uh, oompa loompa or whatever the fuck yeah. they said, you know, a million times. But mine was, uh, is, you know, I can always tell when someone's not from the South. Because they'll be like, Donald Trump is the most racist person I know. And I'm like, well, you need to meet more racist people now. Because he's not in the top 50 on my mom's side of the family, you know? And that's like, I think that's like one of the best jokes. Because to me, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it hits like both sides of where like, I'm not saying he's not racist. I'm not saying, uh, and I, but I'm, I, I'm, I kind of mock both sides. Like I mock like conservatives and liberals at the same time. Yeah. But that's what's funny about that bit. It's conservative and liberals both hate me. <laughs> so like I, you're doing something right there. It's a fun. It's a they funny. Were, it's a funny bit, and you go yeah. on like both sides, and it's like, listen, I don't care what side. You, it's it's a fuck. It's a joke. It's a funny joke. Like that's hilarious. What we need is people like me in America because I had conservatives and liberals both agreeing that they don't like each other, but they agreed on hating me, and I was like, that's what we need to bring this country together. Is people that everyone can hate, and I was like, I'm so glad I was able to do. It. Like I had, I had one um, that that clip got. Uh, it had 400,000 likes on TikTok. It went viral on TikTok of me doing that bit. Um, and uh, and I had these uh, these two guys. They commented back and forth. They commented a thousand comments to their between them. A thousand, themselves, okay? a thousand comments, Jeez. just them, okay? Um, a thousand comments, and they were both talking politics right oh. against each other one was a far far left one was a far far right and at the end they both just go 
they both just go, yeah, well, at least we can agree we hate this fucking guy, right? And they're like, yeah, that's true. And I'm just like, I'm like, I, and I comment it as it has. I comment, I go, hey guys, thank y'all so much for y'all's conversation for making this go viral. I really, really appreciate it. Dude, that's li- that's it's funny you say because I say the same thing to like because my sister was starting to do her her TikTok streaming thing with with video games, and I say the same thing when every any time somebody comments like the negative shit or they they're they try to hate comment on you on your thing and they go back and forth i'll always just like for instance whenever we post something you always get the comments of people like oh you want to promote it on user one two three four five six you whatever and i say you want to promote on here or hey i invested in bitcoin all spam stuff so i'll i found this one person commented hey do you want to promote and i go oh really i can promote on your thing and it was a bot. Like a, a they they responded to, every time I commented, they automatically responded. So I'm like, okay, I'm about to just fucking blow up the comment section. <laughs> so I would respond to everything, and they would respond again. So I'm like, thanks for commenting. Boom, you want to promote? Thanks for commenting. Boom. So I'm like, just blowing up my yeah. own comments. I go, this is great. Yeah. Thanks for just blowing up the engagement. Like I don't even care if you guys are fighting, but you're bo- you're blowing up the engagement. That's what it's all about. Do you, do you? That's uh, what I do on my Instagram a lot. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, do you like, I don't think you do, but do you like worry about like this whole cancel culture stuff, like stuff that you say? Do you like hold back from things you say or like, nah, just fuck it all? I mean, I have, uh, no, I have some opportunities now um, that that we discussed. um, But so I, I've, uh, I don't hold back anything, but I've, I've I've changed a couple of things around. I can't, I, I won't lie to you. Because yeah, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, let's get, let's get this one out of the way and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll let it ride after, you know? <laughs> uh, but no, I really don't, man. I don't think there's a, I, I think anything can be done if it's, if it's funny and if it's well done. Um, and I think I have a good respect. I think the good thing about me is I travel. So like, I don't say, I guess, stuff that's like fucked up. Um, in the sense of like, cause I know, like some of my best friends are, uh, are people in the industry and the industry is full of every, there's, uh, trans people, there's gay people, there's black people, there's Mexican, there's Asians. So I don't say stuff that I wouldn't say in front of them. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing. I feel like a bunch of people write jokes behind the screen, not realizing what it would, how it would affect their friends. And thankfully I have friends though that really don't care. And so it, like it's, it, this may sound dumb. But let's say someone, I got called homophobic for the Chipotle joke, right? I got called homophobic for that several times. And uh, it's not homophobic at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At I all. find that whole, um, that's part of the bit. I think that's hilarious. You're like, well, yeah. uh, I, you yeah. clearly have the definition of homophobic wrong. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like if someone took that and, uh, and it got, let's say it went viral for being homophobic, right? You're going to do nothing to me. My agent will drop me. Um, that's just what, that's what they have to do is like, a, it's like, it's kind of like their thing. They'll drop me. Uh, and then I'll go up in Twitter followers, Instagram followers by a hundred thousand because everyone will see it and they'll like the bit and they'll just come on my page and I'll get a new agent in two, in two months, right. you know? So you really don't have to, uh, unless you do something heinous, like we talked about earlier, you don't have, you don't have to really censor yourself. Just be, just be a regular person. People that do shock value stuff, and I have some friends that do that, and I'm not against. It's just not my thing. Like I don't say stuff for shock value. So if someone gets offended by something I've said, especially I'm like, I'm like, you're just being dumb because like I, there's no hate at all coming out of any of this, and and pretty much all of it's funny. So I, I really the cancer culture thing. I think it affects people that are in television, and that's I'm not, and I'll, I'll never be again. Right. 
So it like so if someone gets offended about something I say, I'm like, okay, I don't I don't care, dude. Like well, you right. no one cares. Yeah. No one cares what you no one cares what I think. And I'm like popular. No one cares what you think at all. And it's like, so you think this is homophobic? Cool. Share it. Share, share it and tell everyone it's homophobic. Thanks and ask that. your friends to share exactly. it and tell everyone they're homophobic. I live in Texas. I tour the road. I do no TV shows. So you have no uh, control over someone like me. I'm, I'm fine. And I'll be fine forever. So I think that people that get caught up in cancel culture is people that are trying to do television stuff. Um, now don't get me wrong, like the censorship online has gotten out of control, and that's something that does scare me a little bit. But that's why I've been so digital about my podcast, because we uh, I do Welcome to Brookwood. Yeah. That's my podcast, and me and Tony Casillas. And so we do that, and I'm very adamant on that now, is making that like my primary source of uh, entertainment for people, because that way we don't have to deal with, uh, with shadow banning. Like, you know, even TikTok, I made a video today about TikTok's community guidelines and they literally took it down. So yes. it's like, oh, yeah. that's TikTok how crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. yeah. So like TikTok changed my life. Like, I mean, the, the, the Kevin Hart clip is what made my Instagram go viral. So I had a Kevin Hart clip get 1.6 million likes and that flowed over to my Instagram, which then blew up my Instagram, which is the reason The Rock follows me. So there's, I'm thankful for it. But it's just gotten out of control. But then you learn with guys like Andrew Schultz. Like, Andrew says some wild shit. Like, Andrew <laughs> says stuff where I'll be listening to the podcast, and I'm like, bruh. I'm like, what was that, dude? Like, <laughs> one more time for me real quick, you know? Uh, and he'll say some stuff that's wild, but he doesn't have to, he doesn't answer to anyone. You can't – that's a guy that if everything – you can't shut down his podcast. You can't stop his email list. And, and you could try to do all of it. He would still shine. And that's the level I want to get to. You don't have to answer anyone because what you learn is truly no one gives a fuck about what you said. They really, really don't. Yeah. And if they did, they never liked you in the first place. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like um, I remember Ralphie May had said this when he was because he he had a special where I think it was politically correct. I think it was the special that he had he had done where it was like every, everybody's a blank American nowadays, right? Yeah. And he was just he was roasting everybody just just yeah. going on all different kinds of people right and there was a, sp- a thing that he had said during the spot where he said you know what listen some of you guys are mad at me right and he goes you understand it's just a fucking joke he goes it's just yeah. a joke yeah you got to learn to laugh yeah. like relax okay it's just a fucking joke and he said over and then and he was and he was roasting i'm telling you roasting every saying like some outlandish shit and it was all fucking hilarious yeah. right and he was making yeah. fun of himself and making fun of this guy making fun of that guy making and he's like, it's just a fucking joke. Like, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, just watch it for what it is. Yeah. Laugh at it because it's funny and move on with your fucking life. If you're getting yeah. pissed off about something that you're saying or something that he said or something that said, it's like it has nothing to do with the person right there. It's got everything to do with your own self because you're probably pissed off about some bullshit that happened in your life. Or that's just the way that you freaking think, and you're looking for a scapegoat to freak out on, and this perhaps per- happened to be the person of the day. That's why I don't get when people go to comedy shows and they get pissed off. I'm like, well, what do you what do you expect? Like, it's just a joke, you- man. <laughs> well, I mean, I got I got 1.5 million likes out of one girl that got upset. So I love it when y'all come to comedy shows <laughs> and get fucking upset. I'm a big fan. Uh, love it. Punch me in the Bring face, and then <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm just talking about from like uh, you know, like from that lady who got mad, like was mad at like whoever. Yeah, now that girl, 
So the, yes, I had one girl come to the show and she talked and I, uh, I just told her to be quiet and she just kind of kept going. And then I just was like, all right, are we good? Just stop, stop talking. And I kind of tried to move on from it. And then she got like offended that I like made fun of her. And I kind of just lost it. I was like, this is my problem with white people. Because I feel like it's always, people, a lot of people got to say, I say white people, again, I don't give a fuck. But it's like, I say white people in the context of comedy shows because it's usually 99.9% of the time, it's white women, mostly like mid 30s, early 40s, that get upset. Like that's the demographic. That sounds pretty accurate. And they always feel like they, they always feel like they, like they, they deserve to, they deserve to be upset and they have, they have no right. You're at a comedy show. You're at a, a private thing. You know, it's, it's like you have no, you're here to see me. You paid money. And if you don't like it, that's your fucking fault. You should have did your exactly. research, you know, listen to the podcast. And so, and I gave an opportunity to stop talking. And I found that lady was a bitch to the wait staff anyway, so I don't like her in general. But I posted that clip of me going off on her. Everybody fucking loved it. And what I love is a bunch of black people because they have dealt with white people in a different way, you know, than, than I've dealt with them in my life. And so black people were like, thank you. Dude. Like, this is what we fucking deal with all the time. Yeah. And so now I have like a bunch, as I love about my show, my shows are great because if, if I have no black people at my show and I'm making fun of a black person, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. Right. It looks yeah, weird. Yeah, that's true. But like I did New York the other day and I had people from Uruguay there. I had people from New York. I had people from Texas. I had black people. I had a Muslim people. So I had all this different collection of people and you can make fun of everyone because everyone in the room and then everyone's having a good time and they know what it is you know if you're just going in on one side that's what's so funny about comedy now it's it's bad comedy but you see these people that mostly comedy central's pushing they, they push the worst most times like they get a couple good ones in there but most time they're pushing the the people that are woke you know yeah and like their whole set's mocking white people and i'm like and then they wonder why they don't sell tickets i'm like yeah dude because you're going to the middle of the country, it's full of white people, and also full of black people that also just like to laugh, and all you're doing is woke bullshit that no one likes, and that's why you do that fucking Brooklyn open mic for 15 people, and like, you know, it's, it's crazy, like, people, it's, the, the people, the market is so funny to me, that how just bad all these TV shows, like, all the money they put behind, like, all this shit, like, think about it, Joe Rogan fucking does steroids in, in eats a elk every day raw right and then just fucking works out naked and does pull-ups on his dick okay <laughs> and so and he has more viewers than all the late night shows combined off probably one podcast I, I would guess one maybe two a week but he probably has more off one and it's like that's just a regular dude do you know why because he's just a regular guy people appreciate authenticity yeah jimmy fallon we know you're not like that we know you're not like that. We know you love to have some drinks, buddy. Okay? So just be yourself. Break out a fucking drink on air and sit there and just talk. Don't fucking do the same Trump bullshit over and over. We've heard it. His hair is fucking fake. We know it's fake. Move on, right. bitch. Have fun. It's so ridiculous to me. No, and they like, wonder it gets, why these... Yeah, it gets played out. It's the same shit over and over again. It's like, listen, I've already seen this shit nine times from nine different networks. It's not original. I'm not going to... It was funny the first time. It's not funny the 10th time. Yeah, man. Dude, Comedy Central could come to me right now. They could come to me right now. And they could offer me an hour special for for half a million dollars. I would say no. Like, I would say no. I, they could offer probably a million. I, I may take a million just because that's a good amount of money. Yeah. But I would probably still say no because I'm like, they're just going to ruin it. 
Because yeah. you're going to take it. You won't give it to me to post, so I can't post it online. And you're going to take it and ruin it. And no one's going to watch it because you put out such shit content for so long. It's like you put out this bullshit. That, like, I love the funniest thing I love. Because I've done a lot in television. On the stand-up side, I haven't done as much. Like, I've never done a half hour for Comedy Central or anything like that. I know someone that's done a Netflix 15. Uh, they've done a, uh, they've done five Comedy Central shows, done a Comedy Central half hour, and they can't sell 20 tickets in Philly. So it's like, yeah, dude, that's what happens. Because no one likes you. You're not likable. You you remind people of like negativity yeah. because you're just always upset about whatever white person is doing this. We get it. You don't like crackers. I don't like crackers a lot either, but I also mock everyone. You're just stuck in your little fucking way. And then, but then it's so funny because it's, it's dead, though. It's it's completely dead. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about those people at all anymore. I got in trouble one time. I tweeted. Uh, I had I had a booker of a, of a, a late night show. And uh, it came to me at a festival, and I was like drunk. I was drunk at this comedy festival. That's how I've always been. You go to comedy festivals, all the acts sitting there. Hey, it's up. I'm, uh, I'm blah, 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 blah. And I wrote a script. I think you guys would like it for a pilot episode. I'm drunk with a bottle of fucking tequila in the middle of the room. My shirt's off. I swear to God. Like, I, I, I'm in the West End just being like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and, uh, and I've done more TV shows than all those fucking nerds. So. <laughs> I was this, this I booker of the show. Oh, it's fucking cool. Yeah, fucking nerds, nerds, really. dude. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, everybody's fucking all everybody's fucking nerd, dude. So these uh this booker walks up to me on this late night show and he goes, You're an idiot. And I was like, It's good to see you too. I'm like, what's up? He goes, uh he goes, Bro, you're so dumb. I was like, All right, we get it, dude. You don't like me. I was like, What's what's the issue? He goes, You can't tweet stuff like this. So he pulled out a tweet, screenshot it from like six months prior, where I had tweeted I just watched the Fallon and Myers monologue, and all it was was shitty Trump jokes. And he goes, you can't say stuff like this, because I can't book you if you say stuff like this. And I was like, dude, you weren't booking me anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so then what it matter? He, he tried to, like, big dick me, right? And I, and I was like, I'm like, and I don't do well with that. This, 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 uh, this is what I was still fighting, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen, I'm half a bottle of tequila down. You yeah. don't want to say this shit right now. My dick's hey, huge right now. My dick's big right now. <laughs> Right, look, Justin, dude, there's big, big changes, okay? So, and I, I go, I talk, I said, I go to my guy, I go, bro, like, are you saying the fucking monologues don't suck? He goes, no, it's like they do suck, but you can't say that. And I go, no, bitch, you can't say that. And then he keeps getting on my ass, and like all the industry is like all mad at me that week. And I'm like, I'm fucking sorry, dude, I'm fucking sorry. And then the the Booker Jeff Singer of Montreal, who just got uh, in trouble for like sexual harassment, so. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Fuck your festival, dude. No one fucking liked it. Not, he's actually been pretty nice to me. He wasn't an asshole for a while. He's like a gatekeeper, but he's all right. Whatever. I don't. He's not. I mean, fuck you, because you you, wait, you you made me wait three years to do your stupid fucking festival, but whatever. So he like calls me, right? And he's calling me, and he's like, he's like, bro, he's like, did you tweet this? And I go, yeah. He goes, he goes, why would you do that? He goes, Rocky. You're going you're gonna to mess yourself up in this industry before you even get in it. And I, looking back now, I should have been like, hey, bro, what are you doing on your off time? You know? <laughs> What's going on with you, man? So, and, I, and I, so I told him, I was, I was like, look, I'm sorry. And I remember when I got off the phone, I felt so shitty for apologizing. I felt awful. And, uh, and, and I was like, I'll never, I'll never do it again. I'll never fucking apologize. I don't feel sorry. I said nothing wrong. I didn't say anything that was wrong and it wasn't true. And that moment was kind of like a big moment in my life where I was like, yo, dude, let it fucking ride, son. Let it ride. Just do your shit. 
I've been kicked off tons of shows. I've been I've been kicked off numerous TV shows. I mean, fired. Okay, but it all led me to where I am today, and where I am today is because of authenticity. Oh, yeah. This is who I am. If you Amen talk to, to me before the this is how I speak, I don't my accent don't change. Nothing changes. So it's like this is how I sound all the time, and my and I don't change the way I do things. And that's the most the best part about all this, right? Is like. It's like my life is like great. Like imagine if your life was waking up and you're looking to see if Crystalia's tweeted so you can call him a rapist, right? Like that just seems like a miserable way to live. I wake up, I smoke a fucking cigar, I play a game of Madden, I just fucking, you know, count the zeros in my bank account. It's a good fucking day. Like it's it's like every day I just wake up and I'm happy yes, and I don't sir. have to change it. That, that, that's the best part about now having success. I don't have to change shit. Like I don't have nothing changes, bro. This is who I am. And that's the best part about this industry. And that's what I love about it. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know what the original question was of this, but I fucking love it. Okay? <laughs> I yeah, love it. No, I, Amen. I Amen to that. Authenticity about. and fuck everybody else who doesn't like it. I don't know what the question was either, but. I have no idea. Fuck yeah. I have, I have, no, I have no clue what the question was. <laughs> no clue. I, I, I don't, don't know if there's even a question. I, I, really don't even, I don't even remember the last question we asked. I couldn't tell you. If somebody said, hey, what was I the thing? I was thinking it was like Ralphie made political correctness, but I have no idea. How I don't even think it was a, where we were. I don't even think that was a question. Was, yeah, I, that was, was just a bro, statement I, at that point. Do, do y'all know Barstool Sports? Do y'all know Barstool? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So I did KFC Radio the other day. So KFC Radio is like one of their bigger podcasts. I think it's their second biggest podcast. And I'm a big fan of those guys, right? So we did it, and I came in, and I'm a, fan, like, I'm a big fan of them, right? So it's cool to meet people in this industry now that you're like a fan of, right? So it's like I don't you don't do that very often in your life where you meet someone that you enjoy and you get to like like do the thing. Like I listen to the podcast and now I'm on a podcast that I listen to. That's sick, right? Hell yeah. It's so we came out and go, let's do a shot. So we just fucking pulled out twelve in the morning. We just fucking pull out, do a shot of fucking whiskey. And they asked me, they go, uh, they go, so do you like living in Austin? An hour and a half later, <laughs> we got done talking. And they go, well, all that came from, do you like living in Austin? Like, that's what, like, it's like, when y'all sit me, like, and when people talk about, like, sitting, like, questions and stuff, like, I'm like, look, you got it. We can answer. But it's probably going to shift a lot, okay? Because yeah. once I get running, I just run, and then I'm like, fuck, where am I? Where the fuck am I? And that's what how it goes, doing? man. And, and that's, like, you know, we have the questions just to, like, to have, like, some guideline. But most of the time, it just runs off course, and that's what it's all about. Dude, honestly, that's, that's like the, the best, best part. part. Yeah, that's yeah. the best thing is yeah. because this is this is exactly what a cigar, like having cigar conversations, it's exactly what it is. You ask one question and then the conversation just fucking goes yeah. and it goes off in all these different directions. I don't even know where the fuck you started, but it's all just having a cigar, pouring a glass of whiskey and just talking, just getting to know each other, having shit. a couple laughs, shooting the shit. And yeah. it has, we've been talking for an hour this and four, this is our thing. Our longest podcast was an hour and a half, so this this is this beats it by so. far. We're at an hour and forty one minutes. Yeah, yeah. And this, this is what's funny far as the, as the glass gets lower, like it's more as I pour more glasses, I just start burning more bridges, and I just fucking love it. Like I literally like dance <laughs> just it. Fuck I, everybody. I burn. I I love burning bridges. I love the smell of smoke. It's it's the fucking best smell. Burn them fucking all because <laughs> these fucking nerds. They're just all they're. They're nerds and they're pussies, and that's the best thing now. And that's what I can't wait. Cause this, so this right here, this is my garage, right? And this is uh, it's a brand new house. They hadn't painted it, and I was like, I don't care. 
And so we're going to put a podcast studio right there. So I got this, I'm building this whole thing out and it's going to be a podcast studio right there. And I just can't wait for the day. And I'll probably, I'll probably tweet about it at like Conan and shit. Like I'll probably like tweet like, Hey dude, I sat in my garage today and drank Buffalo Trace and smoked a cigar and got more fucking listens than your goddamn show does. Like that's the day I cannot wait for. Like, you know, doing Rogan one day, just sitting there talking about, you know, doing DMT while we, you know, jack off in a gorilla or whatever he wants to talk about. I don't give a shit, dude. And then and that's then, like and then that's you get turned into part. Joe Rogan's like cartoon podcast clip that they do. Yeah. Those are the best. Those are the best. <laughs> You should have a fucking. Except, you should have a special. After, after, if you ever finish do after you finish doing comedy, you should have a fucking lineup of all the people you're gonna fucking fight. All the nerds <laughs> fighting that first guy. Punch me in the face. Then I'm fighting the yeah. the, the Karen who wants to see a manager. Her boyfriend. I'm fighting that girl. I'm just, just line them all up and drive HBO specials. Yeah, way Rocky more dollars and views than anything else. <laughs> the Booker of Moon Tower Comedy Festival that didn't book me. They fuck booked that the guy. I'm fighting Austin, him. Fuck that and guy. Fuck you. Fuck, oh, or not, guy. Fuck your non-binary ass. You <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting everybody. Line them up. I'll fight them all the same night. Swinging on everybody, dude. That's what, sucks. That's what, I see. That's what sucks when I hate someone and I see them and they're nice. I'm like, fuck. Like, I, met, I met a guy named John Chris. So he's this Facebook. Uh, he does Facebook videos. He does comedy as well. But he's like a very like Christian dude. Like he's like All of his videos are Christian-based. And it's uh, and I've had like a bad relationship with a bunch of people that are Christians, and so like I thought he was like a high and mighty guy, where like he would meet someone like me who's more dirty and think he was better than me, and so I was like kind of standoffish meeting him, and now we're like good friends, <laughs> and I was I told him I was like, hey bro, I was like when I first met you I thought I was gonna hate you, and I was like I thought you were gonna judge me, and then he was like so you judged me before you met me like you thought I was gonna do to you, and I was like yeah uh, fuck I'm you're like, right I'm like, my beat that was on me dog that was on me i'll take that with it yeah if somebody says that you're like fuck oh, you're right man. my bad yeah i was like i was like oh man you mean seven people at night they even a bunch of them that are assholes and like the ones that are assholes like i met a comic the other day and he's fucking trash he's an awful comic and he's an awful person and, and meeting him i was like if he's nice to me i'm nice to him right whether you're bad at comedy or not like you know, and I met him, and he was a mean person, and he's bad at comedy. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> I was like, I fucking hate you. And then I would just talk to people, and I'd ease them into the conversation, be like, so you know, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, yeah, he's an asshole. I go, yes, he is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, he is. I feel, have you ever seen fucking, you ever see, um, uh, 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 what was it, Billy Madison, when he's like, Man, I'm glad yeah. I called that, that guy. guy. You're that guy. You got a fucking list of them. Just fucking check. I hate that motherfucker. Oh, Billy Madison. I'm gonna fight this fucking guy. I fucking hate that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> get the list. Just cross them all. They better hope I never get famous, dude. They better. I had a guy. My buddy Dustin Slay. He's a great, great comic. He's a great, great comic, and uh, he's a clean comic. And he does everything right. Right. He just does everything in the industry right. He just he does he does things the correct way. Right. Just always the correct way. And so, um, so we were at Montreal, the festival, the big comedy festival, right? So we we're there, and I'm talking about doing something. I don't know. It was something wild. We're going to do something wild. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, yeah, he's not thinking it'll work out for you. And, uh, and I, go, I go, really? He goes, yeah. He's like, Rocky, you do everything the wrong way, but it somehow always works out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He goes, I have a picture of you drunk at Laughing Skull Festival with your shirt off picking up the booker of the tonight show okay <laughs> and i was like 
Hey guys, hey guys, if I do that, I'm blacklisted from the industry. If you do it, you book two more TV shows. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> like, yeah. But again, it's being authentic, dude. People like, like, that's why people like the Burt thing with the shirt off. That's just how that guy is. Yeah. Like, Burt ain't putting on an act, dude. I've, I've worked with Burt. I worked with Burt Kreischer the first weekend he ever sold out. It was the week after the machine story went viral, right? And I remember working, we had the same manager at the time. And I remember, uh, the manager got me on the gig, right? And so it's in New Jersey at the Stress Factory. I'm sitting in the green room, and Bert walks in. It just got shaved. Tom had just shaved for the weight loss competition. Yeah. And um, and he's in. The, he walks in, and it's like fucking slam on a Friday. It's slammed out. And uh, and uh, or the Thursday, I forget which one it is. But um, and and Benny Bram walks in. He goes, "Hey man, he's like you're a, he goes you're sold out for a night." And he goes, "He goes the rest of the weekend. We got like twenty tickets left." And I remember Bert being like, like mind blowing, right? And in my mind, I just thought that Bert was just used to this because Bert had like a eighty thousand followers. So I was like, oh, eighty thousand followers, you're making a million dollars a year, which you're not. But uh, it was weird to be like watch him. Like that was the first, and he talked about it later on his podcast. Like that was the first week he ever sold out, like fully sold out. Yeah, he said that. And then his whole life had turned around. I remember, I remember a unique moment when we were there. So he's in the, he's out there, does his whole set. Everyone in the room knows him. Which that's just when everyone knows you, dude. It just made comedy becomes butter. It's just so easy, right? And he goes, he goes, guys, I don't mean to be rude, like, like, where do y'all know me from? Like, do y'all know me from Conan? Two people, yeah. Yeah, do you, what do you know me from? Trip Flip, Bertha Conqueror, one person, yeah. Joe Rogan, like fifty percent, right? Yeah. And he goes, well, where do the rest of y'all know me from? And everybody goes, Facebook, the machine, <laughs> and it was like. And then him, I remember him being like, holy fuck. Like, cause he had had the views, but he didn't know it translated the same way. And right. then I worked with him two weeks later in Buffalo and we were there and he's like, bro, I got to renegotiate my deals with these clubs because he had like a, like a guaranteed rate with like some bonuses. But when you're making that kind of money, you don't do that. What you do is you do a door deal and you just get like 80% of the door. And I mean, you know, flash forward, you know, six months later, he was doing theaters. And so it's so crazy to watch a guy like that. And it's so inspiring, too, because I'm like, again, you look at Bert. He had been in the industry forever. He had fucking production deals. He had a thing with Will Smith. He did all this other shit, and none of it ever really did anything. And a fucking clip that he stole from his special that no one watched on Showtime. And he stole it from his own specials. They won't give you the rights to post it. And posted it on his page and clearly blew his career up. Now he has these two Netflix specials in. He does a theater tour every year. Yeah, man. And so that's like things where you're like, but then also at that same time, when I flew to Buffalo, I, I, I couldn't do a Thursday show. And so I flew in to do uh, Friday and Saturday. And so I was only making 400 bucks. You only make 100 bucks as a feature. And my manager at the time, he's a dick. He didn't get me a hotel. There's no hotel involved. So 400 bucks flying from New York to Buffalo. The flight already, you're you know down to a hundred bucks plus the hotel, and there was no Ubers in town, so you had a taxi, and taxis were like forty bucks a pop each time. Okay, and so I was making like no money, and I remember Bert at the end of the weekend because I told him like I was like he asked me about where I'm staying, and I was like, I didn't have one I bought myself. He goes, hey man, he's like you did a really good job. He's like I got the club to give you an extra hundred. He's like I'm gonna give you an extra four, and so then I made money on that weekend. I paid my rent with that money, Damn. and so like. That guy, like, that's why, like, that guy, you know, like, we, as I was posting some tour dates with him, I never, I never toured with him. I don't know what the complication was with that. But, like, he's, like, a good dude. Like, he had me on his podcast. I don't, I don't think I did good on his podcast. I didn't think I did well on his podcast. I was talking too fast. I talk fast a lot. 
And so I don't think the podcast was good, but still for him having me on, I got a thousand fans off that. And so like those, that's cool when you see someone like before they're famous and then they're good to give in, right? Cause it, everybody's good after they're famous, right? Everybody gives you money. But like, that's what the one thing I try to do now that I'm like making a little bit of money. I always pay my openers like above like what the club does, you know, so the club pays, I give them a little extra on top every time. And it's cool to see like that kind of thing from a guy like Bert, who now is one of the top foreign comics in the country, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, I, we actually, we actually sent Bert, like there was a time where he was like shouting people out on his Instagram and my brothers who are, who turned me on to Bert Kreischer, they're like, you know, you should start a podcast, you know, Bert Kreischer, you should watch it. And, um, he, they're like on his Instagram, he, he, he shouts people out all the time and he loves cigars. So I said, Hey man, let's, uh, let's send Bert, you know, a bunch of cigars. We'll send him some whiskey and stuff. And he, I remember it was this, this past, this previously September and we sent it to him like a couple months ago. And then like a month later, Justin calls me, he goes, yo, Bird Chrysler just shouted us out on his Instagram. I'm like, now this is a podcast. Who knows how to get my attention? They sent me a bag of fucking amazing cigars and some Johnny Walker. Yeah, let's podcast. No fucking way, dude. So I actually was able to speak to him on Instagram for a little bit, but he's like, yeah, let's podcast. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? He's like, yeah, he's like, I got some, it was right before his, uh, the log cabin special came out. So he's like, I got to do all this. He's like, but let's podcast. And I was like, fuck, man, that was, that's pretty fucking gnarly. Just like him yeah. shouting this out on Instagram. It was like the biggest thing for us. Oh today. yeah. Oh yeah. He was like, this is a podcast I can get down with. You know, they sent me cigars and whiskey. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. And I was like, that in itself, like paid for everything. I'm like, damn. We can get, yeah. You get Burke Christ. Yeah. Me, that's I- sick. I, I gave him, you know, I gave him 15 Kristoffs. I dropped him off at the club and he never texted me about it. So, Bert, you can go fuck yourself. But, uh, <laughs> fuck you, Bert. Okay. No, uh, this is just no, a whole, ep- a this whole episode of Rocky just telling people to go fuck themselves. We're going to say Rocky, Rocky Dell Davis burns bridges on the burn down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rocky burns Bert. Yeah. That's the fucking title. That's the thumbnail. No, what's funny about Bert, though, again, though, just think about that. So, you got, so both of y'all from Long Island. Yeah. yeah. So do y'all know Bobby Kelly, Robert Kelly? He's like a New York comic. He comes from Boston. But it's like you got Bobby Kelly smokes crazy cigars. You got Burt Kreischer loves cigars. You got Rogan and Ro- and uh, Nick from Foundation got into Rogan, which you know, however Nick did that. Props to fucking Nick on that. Um, but like, but so to even take Rogan Kreischer, um, Segura enjoys a smoke. Um, um, Bobby Kelly, Bill uh, Burr. DL Bill Earthquake, Bill Burr, right? All those guys, and none of them have, like, their own kind of fucking thing, you know? Like, I talked to a cigar shop, and they said that the day that Bill Burr went on and said that the La Aurora Sapphire, the blue one, I think, was his favorite cigar, they sold out of the, the boxes. Like, they, they had, like, a box that hadn't sold in a month, and they fucking sold. Damn. And so, like, so you deal with, like, those guys, and I'm like, bro, like, I'm sorry. Like, Joe, Joe, you should be smoking fucking 45 Padrones. That's all you smoke, dog. You got the money. Just let it rock. Just yeah. Get, Fucking have Padron, you know, make your own fucking shit, dude. You know, like so, it, it kills me. I just don't understand why they haven't gotten into this industry. I, I think they may, um, but I, that's why I'm happy. Like you know, about with my thing, I'm so happy to have my own cigar coming out. Just simply to be like, like when I do Rogan, right? It'll be so cool. Just walk on Rogan and be like, hey, dude, it's my fucking cigar. Hell so yeah, you want to yeah. smoke? You want to smoke the fucking storyteller, dude? This is the shit, you know. 
I don't understand about a bunch of comics though. They, 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 we monetize everything else. Like comics, you never leave a dollar on the table. Segura, you know, is one of the best at monetizing, but we don't monetize like stuff like that, like cigars, which doesn't make sense to me. I, I know it's a it's, tough it's, industry. It's a, the cigar industry is like it's a very antiquated industry, man. And that's like like podcasts like this. It's like you don't really find too many. Like there's a lot of cigar podcasts out there, but they just do strictly cigars. And there's not really like right. the hot ticket. Us and like I don't know really anyone else. That- also, also hold on, hot ticket. I want to be on your podcast. Okay, so I'll, I'll let can, I'll let you know Chris and yeah. Corey personally. So yeah. we'll let it, we'll let I'll him know. Yeah, for sure. I want to be on the podcast and we'll talk shit about the burn down, dude. I fucking hate this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, hold on before we do that, man. Fuck the hot ticket, dude. That podcast sucks, dude. <laughs> fuck them. That podcast sucks. <laughs> A, I just I go on one podcast to burn the last bridge. Yep. It's like I'm just try, like when you're jumping that, that little game where you would jump from the level to level, yeah. <laughs> like, and, I, and then you just run out and you're like, oh shit, no. That's exactly <laughs> no, it. But that's true though. That's what I love about like you guys. Like even like the logo, the logo behind you, I was like sick. It's like it's it's you know some like I don't I couldn't listen to a podcast. That's why I, I tried to not do it at the beginning. I did I did do it too much at the beginning of this one. I tried to not go too like fanboy into cigars but it is cool to talk about them but like if you're just gonna break down the flavor of a cigar for like two hours that's probably not interesting but if it's like incorporated like rogan is really smoking a lot of cigars now and like even bill and bert uh for a while when they were in person smoking that was an awesome fucking podcast that's like a really really good podcast i feel like cigars i'd say the big reason like cigars are great because if i'm talking right we're having a good time and, and like you know it's keeping like it's I, i'm engaged it's it's giving me something to like do with my hand, right? You know, and so and I, I hit my cigar and then you talk. So it's like it's like giving. It's almost like a Give like it like passes it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. No, and 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 that's the big and it's just it's uh, the cigar is very behind the time. So you know we're we're super grateful for because we, we've been in we've been doing this for over two years now. We uh-huh. uh, we hit over 100, 100 episodes a couple a uh, couple weeks ago. And um, like I said, there's really not too many because we want we don't want to just do cigars like we wanted to have like this what we're doing right now. We want to be able to smoke. We want to talk about cigars, but we also want to know you know who who we're talking to. We want to get to know them personally and also you know yeah. some stuff about cigars and why you like it. And I think that's why people like to listen to us and watch us because you know those are the same people that want to do the same thing, but there's really no outlet for it. And uh, right. And, and, and like you said, like things, I look back on the history of our podcast and we always talked about getting our own cigar, but because originally the, our first idea together, because we had like a little Instagram following a few years ago when we wanted to do like a, like a cigar subscription service, but that was like way out of line. And then we wanted to do like, uh, we wanted to compete with cigar aficionado. Like we take all these pictures, we write all these cigars, let's do a magazine with no ads. And we're like, dude, this is the 21st century. No one reads fucking magazines. And then exactly. we, kind of, we were kind of like on a, on like a little and, and you didn't want to sell dry cigars you know exactly so and and, and at the time we kind of we kind of we, we kind of burn uh, another one <laughs> we kind of we kind of just like chill for a little bit and that's when my brothers were i was watching podcasts on youtube i was watching rogan i was watching your mom's house i was watching uh you know burton i was like i was like yo just like let's like do a podcast like this no one does this shit and uh and that's what it is now so it's getting we're getting our own cigar too as well so we're in the process we just finished getting the label done. We're getting the, we're in the middle of getting our own box set up. So it's just like crazy. We have our own website. We have like a whole membership thing. It's just like crazy how little things come together by, like you said, just doing 
the same shit the right way and just like eventually things will come out of it yeah that's exactly man. And, and it's like you know it's like it's it's funny because you know with like the the like the you know cigar aficionado and um like stuff like that subscription service i'm glad y'all skipped out on that 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 seems like a shout out to brian at provide that that shit seems so so much work goes into that Dude, i mean we, just, a, we fuck like this was like four uh not four years ago what like two yeah three two, years ago three years ago and this is before like they already blew up because you have my cigar pack luxury cigar club provada you know i like luxury a lot luxury oh, yeah, cool. oh they're great they do a good job we work with them and uh but we had like had excel spreadsheets we broke down everything we did this we did that we had different tiers and Justin and I were like, dude, this is a lot of work. Plus, we got to get a tobacco license, and we're in New York State. I don't know if this is going to pan out for us, bro. And he's like, yeah, yeah, probably not. And we kind of just scrapped it. But and it's funny because we kind of, you know, we had originally we're going to do the cigar subscription service monthly, and then got away from that, did the podcast. But then we came back to a subscription service, but we have a different flavor on. Instead of doing a subscription service where we're sending you cigars, now we have. The website subscription yeah. where you get discounts to our partners and you get entered into monthly giveaways. It's so it's like we started with a subscription service, got away from it, but then came back to it in a different yeah. element. Because so. people in the cigar industry love giveaways. Like they love, love winning free shit. So I said, Lou, let's just let's just make like a couple bucks a month and we'll do a monthly giveaway yeah. and we'll go live and we'll just give shit away. And you know, it's it's been a hit so far. Also, I just realized while you were talking, I mis- mistaked uh, Cigar Aficionado with Cigars International. I do want to apologize for that. Um, I so just build that, that bridge yeah. back and then burn the... This yeah. <laughs> Cigar Aficionado, I'm actually... Uh, I mean, no one reads your fucking magazine. I am a big fan, though. I would love to be on the cover. You guys have responded to my DMs, uh, but I would like to be on the... Uh, cigars International, y'all can kiss my ass. Y'all sent me a dry box of cigars. Oh, but, damn, um, son. Damn. But, yeah, son. They sent me a fucking dry hand. That shit was cracking. It was awful. Damn. But uh, Cigar Aficionado, yeah, but it's like... That's the, the, the same thing with that, though. Like, I feel like there's just a... Cigars, I feel it's... Um, I feel like it's like comedy. Like, co- comedy's changed so much now. But like, I feel like it's like comedy two years ago. Where, like, it, we're in this medium of... Uh, like, they just... like People are like, do you want to do morning radio? Like, can you do morning radio to sell tickets? And I'm like... Do you think anyone's listening to, to, to morning radio and gonna buy tickets that night to come see me? Unless you do also, it like Tom Segura. I don't want unless like unless you do yeah. it like Tom Segura. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like that's why I, I did I did I did Birmingham, and I had like this like great Birmingham. The clip did like you know a hundred thousand likes, right? Like and it did great. It the clip got more views than the fucking actual news did. Like no one watches that's the news, crazy, and man. the people that are watching it, I don't want them to come the fucking show because you're watching the news at six in the morning you aren't going to enjoy my show don't come so it's like i feel like cigars the same way where i I feel in the next couple years it may change where they start adapting to this medium and like they start realizing like the value and like getting your cigars on podcasts like you know i feel like bert and them i think cigars.com is uh like uh uh i think it's i think it's cigars.com has reached out and they do something with them now i feel like that's the smartest way to promote you know it's like a magazine, you know, it's cool and fine and dandy, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, dude, if you can get your cigar on and where people are watching, especially like where you're like with a Burt demographic or a Rogan demographic, people that would smoke cigars, that's a far better way to promote. Mm-hmm. And about like the industry seems like it's kind of like older at the moment where they're still in the same way. You know, they're like, no, let's get a big ass sign. You know, let's put, a, let's put a hot chick smoking a cigar. That'll sell them. Yeah. It's like, or... 
put it on a podcast where the you know listenership is males, you know, thirty five to forty five. Let's do that. You know, exactly. exactly. That's exactly the point, man. I mean, the our demographic really it ranges from like twenty five to like fifty. That's like the that's like the the cash cow for us. Like that's the majority of the people yeah, that listen, yeah. follow, and watch us is like that demographic. Do you know something funny? My shit. Uh, hold on, wait before this. So. I mean, uh, do you guys want to know why I fucking hate Amazon? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is for Amazon and CBS and <laughs> NBC. <laughs> now, uh, my demographic before I popped was, uh, it was like 80% women, right? Um, so it was like 80% women and, uh, it was like age groups, uh, you know, 18 to 25. That was my demographic. And then uh, I popped, and uh, my demographic changed to 35 uh, to 45 men. That's my demographic now. And then what's funny, though, is everyone thinks I'm 35. I'm 28. And so it makes me so mad, though, because I'm like, I am like an old man. It's like, like, I go to a club, I'm like, fuck, it's loud in here. But then you'll see me at a cigar shop with dudes that are 70, me and, you know, five guys are 70. I'm holding court, and we're drinking we're smoking, you know, fucking sucking on some Werther's candy yeah. and smoking a cigar, you know. That's but that's what's funny about cigars. It's like the demographic of people is so weird. Like I'm the youngest guy in a cigar shop every time. Like, oh yeah. Normally, like I'm oh, usually yeah. like the oh, youngest man. guy. And so, but it's cool though because it's, those old guys, like it's cool to talk to people. And when I was in trouble during the pandemic, uh, all my cigar friends gave me money. Like I didn't ask for it; they just gave it because I was, I was, I mean, like I was really bad, man. Yeah. And they all gave me money, and they go, they go, we're a cigar community. We stick together, and it's like that's fucking, that's, that's it, dope, that's you know. That's about, that's, that's the way to live. That's what yeah, it's I about. Mean, I mean, the amount of like cigars and and and, and accessories, like uh, New Air sent me a freaking humidor. Like we get cigars, yeah. we get access, we get all those types of free shit, and it's just like, and they don't want anything returned. We're like, hey, let's send you. Something. They're like, no, we don't. Like, we're not asking for anything returned. We just want to give you stuff. We obviously send stuff out, but. Like, it's the same. Like, people, like, we have, like, stickers and shit. And people are like, hey, man, I listen to your podcast. I really like it. I'm like, hey, let me give you some stickers. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, free of charge. Here you go. Send some stickers. And it's just like. It's a just, great community. Yeah, it's, it's just the best community, community around. Everyone's nice. We always say, like, 99% of the people in the cigar community are good people. And there's always that 1%. And those are the people that can fucking kick rocks. And, like, you you come across. Oh, you're, you're, talking, you're talking about that one guy. You go to a cigar shop with your friends and. And you you sit there and you may have one guy that chimes in every now and then. He's a cool dude. You got the guy that's running the counter. He's been there for 45 years. He ain't left that seat, you know. <laughs> and then you got that one fucking dude, though, that's just butts into the conversation and he just keeps talking to you. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're talking to your friends. Yeah, no, I get you. And then you're like, bro, I don't fucking like you. I don't know you. Leave me alone. Go sit in the other chairs. Go sit in the other fucking chairs. Dude, there's always like, and he's always the guy, and he's not even he's he's like on the border of like your conversation circle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have uh, uh, us guys, right? And there's like a circle. It's like a, it's like an eight foot circle, and he's like right on the edge. He's like at that nine yeah. foot, and he's just sitting there. And he's listening, and you'll say yeah. something, and you'll you'll be talking about a story, and you'll say a fact, okay? And you'll be off. By like a smidge, right? For instance, you say something, okay, um, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It was like 1490 or something. And he's the fucking guy. He goes, oh, it was 1492. It was 1492. I'm like, 
Yeah. Who and the you're fuck like, leave me like, alone, like, What? <laughs> like, he has to correct you. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. What are you... F- you're not even in our conversation. You're like, and he doesn't say anything else. He doesn't say, oh, it's 1492. I go, okay. Yeah, and then you go back and to your conversation. Everyone at the shop knows him, by the way. Because then you talk to other people at the shop that are cool, and everyone knows that fucking guy. Everyone knows that oh, yeah. guy. And like, oh, he's the worst. Like, I went to one in Denver one time. I went to the, uh, the, the, the Smoker's Cave, I think is the name. I think it's Smoker's Cave. It's a great lounge. They have a private area. It's 24 hours in the back if you have a, a key, like a little key file. Oh, wow. And so it's fucking sick. So I was there when I recorded uh, my album, which is all the videos you see online. So I was there during Thanksgiving two years ago. And, um, and so, like, you obviously can't do shit on Thanksgiving. A bunch of shit's closed. I made friends with this guy named Bill, and um, great guy. And so he's like, yeah, man, just let me know when you come. He's like, I, I'm up here every day, all day. He goes, so you just give me a text. I'll come fucking, uh, I'll come fob you in and get you in the place. And so I was like, cool. And so, the, but I came there before, like a day before, and I was sitting in the fucking living room or like the first area, not, not the members lounge. And I asked him to turn on like the UFC fights. And the guy goes, we don't watch that bullshit around here. It was like spring. Like, it was like, it was like, it's like a, like a, like, like, it's like a baseball game, but like an out of like season, like base, it was like a, like a overseas baseball game or some yeah. shit. And I'm like, it's like, it's like, I'm like, what? I'm like, there's five TVs. Like, I, we, we don't turn that on here. And I told like Bill about this. Oh, they got fucking stuff. We all hate that guy. We all hate that guy. You ever noticed that like, like, those guys boxes. always sit by themselves? Always. They're always by themselves. I'm like, there's a fucking reason why that guy's by himself. <laughs> okay. I, I was just. Those, those guys are the worst. I was just saying, um, like on a previous episode, we were talking about not necessarily. Oh, what am I doing? Not necessarily. No, I got like a, more like a little bit. Yeah. Got a little yeah, bit yeah, for yeah, the yeah. send off No. I, yeah, I, dude, you got you got you got to drink a little bit of more so you can you can trash. Let's trash the hot ticket podcast. Let's burn the motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get a, you gotta get a little bit for the send off cheers. You no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, oh, oh, your pretty blonde hair, you little piece of shit. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Chris and Corey, you guys, you, Nor- you Norwegian-looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna fucking shit their bed, but oh, it's great. But uh, <clears throat> I was I was at I was in Rhode, uh Cape Cod a couple weeks ago, and I went into a cigar lounge, and I brought my brothers. I have two younger brothers, and uh, we go in. I'm like, oh, I'm like, let me look up a cigar lounge. I go check it out. I'm like, oh, this place looks nice. So we go we go in. It's not you know, it's a nice little establishment, and uh, my brothers just want to hang out. I want to show them a good time. So then we go in and it's this guy who walks in. And usually like when you go into a cigar shop or a lounge, you're like, hey, what's going on? Thanks for coming in. Like, friendly. This guy just comes in and goes, licenses. And I'm like, uh, okay. And, you know, I give him, I'm 30. My brother's 28. My older brother's 22. So he's like, oh, he, this one looks young. I'm like, okay. All right. Sure. Check the license. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So let me go in the humidor. And uh, he's like, hey, you guys need any, you guys need any help? And we're like, I'm like, no, I'm okay. My brother's like, no, we're pretty well versed. And then he just, sta- like, I don't know if you've ever been to a, like a cigar shop where he just they just stand in the lounge and just uh, in the humidor and just watch you. And he's just sitting there, not saying anything, and just watching us browse. So I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I'm like, I hate when people do this. So then there's like this like this Gurkha, it's seventy dollars, and it, my brother goes, oh, you know, why is this seventy dollars? And he and he takes it out of the thing. Like I goes, can't you read the sign? Ask for assistance. And I'm like. Really, dude? Like, bruh, this this is how you act. (laughs) And so my brother's like, okay, sorry. Why is it seventy dollars? Oh, it's dipped in cognac. Blah blah blah. blah. Then my littlest brother is on the other side, and he has the he's checking out the Avo Ritmo. It's in a little tube. He pops it open. He just wanted to see what was inside. He's not doing anything wrong. It's in cellophane. So he he opens it up, and the guy goes, "Don't open that." And my brother's like, 
okay, uh, sorry. And my brother looks at me like, am I wrong? I'm like, okay, no. So then I'm like, all right, let me try and break the ice with this guy. So I'm like, hey, man, what's your uh, favorite cigar? What do you like to smoke? He goes, oh, I thought you didn't want my help. I go, I don't. I don't. I don't. I just wanted to ask your your what what your prep. And he just starts going off. But I'm like, I literally just like grabbed the first three cigars that I saw. And I said, let's get the fuck out of here. Because I'm like, I'm like, sorry, bros. That was the worst experience I ever had at a cigar lounge ever. Like, like you don't. I, how the f- he's like talking. I've been then, in the industry for thirty years. Normal. No, you should have not. As you should have quoted Rocky Del Davis said. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm about to put this book in my podcast and bring this motherfucker down. Dude, I, that shit, that, I, uh, there's a couple in, I used to live in Vegas, and Vegas has the best opportunities. So, Fuego is great. But, like, it's like, you know, there's a couple, there's one lounge, and uh, they have, like, an outside seating area, and it's dope. Uh, I will say Arizona to me has the best lounges. They have one, um, it's, uh, fuck, it's like, it's like Creek cigars or cabin cigars. It's like, it's like in Scottsdale, like Northern. It's like an outside seating area. Crazy selection. It's fucking sick. I love it. I love Arizona cigar. The Fox cigar bar is sick as fuck. It's all of them are great. But, um, I was in one one time and this girl, she was like in there and you could tell she just like working. She has no idea what she's talking about. And I go, do y'all have the Padron with the black label? And she goes, Padron doesn't make a black label. And I go, I go, yeah, not, nah, it just came out. It's like a, it's a black one. It has like a black fight, but she goes, they don't do that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm like, you realize I've smoked one of these. Cause Padron has like, they have a, I don't, I don't know what it's exactly called, but it's like a black plate. It's like black on it. So we're the only ones they have black on it. And it came out for a bit. It was like a, one of the stronger ones. Right. And then they go, she goes, like, well, they don't do that. And then I, my buddy Kane, who had one and, and we showed it to her and she goes, I think it's a fake. And I'm like, oh, dude, no, you're man. the fucking dumbest person. <laughs> it's like, just say you don't have it. Just say we don't have it. Just say we don't have that. And I would be like, yeah, you probably don't. It's not. It's, I haven't seen a very many places. And then you're going to fucking argue with me. And I show you one. It's fake. And it's like, yeah. Or you can look at the Padron website. And it's on there. Yeah, yeah like, right, 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 right. Just Google that shit. Bitch. They fucking, they, that's, they, they kill me with like, people just kill me with like random fucking like, when people just talk randomly like cigar shops. And just say like stupid shit, but at the same time, you meet some fucking great people at cigar shops. Oh hell yeah! And like I've like I've gotten so much stuff. I finance stuff. I produce stuff through people I've met at cigar shops numerous times. I got in the comedy cellar because I smoked cigars with a guy, and it's so it's like it's such a cool like like you know way to like to it. it just, like I guess it just encourages conversation, and it's always something fun to do. And when you travel across the country, so what I'm doing now, I'm doing a Sprinter van. I'm buying a Sprinter van. I saw Zeno Platinum did it. Um, they made like a Sprinter van and they uh, they turned it into like a cigar lounge. So they put like a exhaust stand in it and everything. So what I'm doing, I'm going to get a uh, Sprinter van and I'm going to turn the back, put cabin chairs in it and then bring my two openers. They're going to swap off driving. I'm going to put a rabbit air in the back of it, put Bang. a TV xbox and and so then when we go to places we'll stop and we'll have that pull out patio we'll sit outside if we want smoke cigars before the show and then we're going to get sponsors on the side right and and put like sponsors and have everybody take pictures in front of it i'd probably get the whole thing fucking paid for through sponsors you know because of my following that that's the best thing is having a following so like being at a cigar lounge i got a guy that would be a dick to me once the cigar lounge a couple weeks ago and his friends were nice. He was an asshole. He kept trying to like insult comedy, you know, or whatever, and, and say that it's not the same way it used to be. 
and Red Fox was the best and it's pussy now or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever that dumbass was saying. And then, uh, and then his friend was, let me look you up, man. And he looked me up and he goes, dude, you got 125,000 followers. And I was like, he goes, dude, you got the blue check mark. I go, yeah, man. I go, I go, yeah, I've been shadow banned. It's not much as it should be, you know? And his friend was just like, what was that? I'm like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Fuck you, guys. Fuck Asshole. you, dude. Man, and, fuck then, and then you get free shit. You get free shit all the time through having a follower. Oh, yeah. That oh, is the yeah. best. That's the best shit ever. You just get tons of free shit. It's the best. I love having a follower. Yeah. I'm like, I fucking love it. It's the best. People go, what's the best part about having a following? I'm like, getting some free, free shit, shit. And all you got to do is free post shit. it. That's all you got to do. And every company, every company except fucking Viaje, <laughs> Viaje <laughs> and Padron. I mean, I've had, I've had multi, I had fucking, I think Sony, Sony like came back to me and Padron and Viaje both won't respond. Fucking wild. But like every company responds though, because I have a following now and I'm like, I'm like, look, I have three guys, three guys a shout out. All I want some little, you know, special treatment. That's it. All I want That's little, it. little private tour. Little, pri- <laughs> little, little something for the boy, you know? So, so, so listen, so we've been talking for over two hours. This is absolutely by far the longest episode. This is incredible. And we appreciate your time so much. We yeah, thank man. you so much for coming on Love and, it, and chat with us. It was great. Before we, <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to, before we send it off, I don't know if you're familiar with something called a rookie move. On the Burn Down Podcast, okay? So, I'll, 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 let me educate you a little. Yeah. Rookie move. Hashtag rookie move. Is I when, feel like y'all are Cosby and me right now. I don't like this. No, so hashtag rookie move. And you, as a cigar smoker, <laughs> you've fucking done it. I guarantee you've done it. Hashtag rookie move is when you drop ash on yourself. Okay? okay. It's happened to everybody. It's happened to the best of us. If you're a cigar smoker and you say you haven't done it, you're full of fucking shit. Okay? So, Eric and I have a little bit going on. Whoever has, because it's a big thing for us. We take we take a negative and we turned it into a positive. We applaud you when you drop ash on yourself. Okay, so Eric and I have a little bet going on that whoever drops ash on themselves the most has to has to wear a dress for an episode. And Eric just fucking rookie moved on himself. <laughs> God damn! Two hours into the episode, right before the send off, I wasn't even smoking. My finger hit it. He fucking rookie moves. And what's crazy is we made this bet beginning of the year. Whoever has the most rookie moves has to wear a dress during an episode. And he was, he had one for a while. And I just got my first one, the last interview we did. And now Eric's got his second one. So I'm going to go get the fucking board. Fuck. And I'm putting it up there. Dude, I'm so There you pissed. go, baby. Dude, there I, you go. I've been so diligent. I'm like, all right, all right, let me tap this. Let me tap this. I wasn't even smoking it because it was so short. So I was just holding on it. And I was doing something, and my finger hit it. I, I was like, all right, it's a little bit. And then just, the, you know, the dick in me wanted to be like, kind of just like wipe it off and not tell Justin. But I'm like, man, I got to fucking say it. Because I'm like, all right. It all over me, dude. So we have. There you go. A fucking scoreboard. Fuck. And Eric. Shit. Now has. Hey, if it's gonna, if I'm gonna do a rookie move, it's gonna be with Rocky Dale Davis. So True, I'm not baby. even mad about it. So hashtag rookie move for your boy. Let's I'll take fucking it. go. Damn, son, I'm not okay with. I'm okay with it. It's Rocky. I'm totally okay with it. I'm all right. It's I think. Right. I think that. After, I mean, that seals off one of the best, the longest episode interview I think by far must, probably the most realist conversation that we had this honestly. was fantastic and there wasn't a better way to send it off than you doing a fucking rookie move hey man well, dude, my head is gonna my head's gonna get too big 
my, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to be, be brutal when I get played. I'll tell you why. I don't mean to interrupt you, but <laughs> I, uh, we did. So, like, I've been doing a bunch of podcasts now, like, lately, like, on my own. And so I've gotten used to, like, podcast format. And so we just did KFC. And, and like, we fucking, we murdered KFC radio at Barstool. And, like, they, and, like, y'all, like, being like, this is fucking great. This is real. I'm, dude, bro, I'm, I'm like, I'm, my hands are good too. I'm gonna walk on a podcast and be like, you know what it is, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you, you know no, what you're gonna, you're gonna happen. walk in, you're gonna be like, fuck you guys, we're doing fucking <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I got this shit now, dude. <laughs> Turn your mics off. And I just start going, like, you wanna hear why I hate NBC, bro? <laughs> Jeff Bezos is a bitch, bro. Howard Stern never liked you, bitch. <laughs> like, I just, like, <laughs> whatever, pod, whatever <laughs> podcast you were on the previous week, you can be like, let me tell you about this podcast on. Fuck these guys. I hate this damn show. God damn. It's just like, it's like, I'm just, my head's going to get too big. I, I, I get too many compliments, bro. I get too many fucking, it just, it's just a matter of time before I'm like, you know what? I am the star of this fucking team, dude. I want max cap salary. Let's Make me the highest <laughs> I fucking love it, dude, man. There dude. wasn't, I, you couldn't have, so he couldn't have ended this better than hey, you man. fucking rookie move. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Hashtag rookie move, Rocky Del Davis. Dude, you you know, know what it is. You know a rookie move I used to do? I don't know if it was a rookie move, but like some embarrassing I used to do with cigars. I used to smoke them like this. Oh. <laughs> so I'd sit no. there and I'd be like, no. What are you, like, a, what are you like one of them French ladies? Do you, from, friend, my, do you sit down when you pee when you did that too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. It's, I actually I have sciatica, so that's very rude of you to mock this. <laughs> Fuck your sciatica. No, my my buddy, my buddy was like, he goes, he goes, why don't you just, why don't you just twist the balls while you're doing it? Too? <laughs> Make sure you lick the shaft while you're at it. <laughs> that's fucking great. Oh my god. Good well, shit. Rocky Del Davis, thank you so so much yeah, man. for joining time. us here on the burnout. We had a fucking thank you guys, man. Blast, man. We, we had a blast. You. So until next time, we got next time we'll be down in Austin, Texas in your brand new spanking podcast when it comes along. It's gonna be fucking great, dude. I'm gonna have we're gonna have I've already got it set up. We're gonna shoot it like I am athlete. I love the way they shoot. I don't know if you were Brandon Marshall, yeah, yeah, Brett yeah. Taylor, and Chad Ochocinco. So the way they shoot, we're gonna do that, but in a garage, like kind of like garage, almost garage. Like it's gonna be like a big metal building. But I'm gonna have like a bunch of classic cars in the background. Once I get money, I'm getting a seventy Chevelle, seventy two Corvette. Uh, Bronco, yeah. I'm getting all that like old classic stuff, and then we're just gonna fucking smoke stogies. We're gonna smoke the storyteller brought to you by Kristoff, uh, in Pravada. So that will be coming out, I think, honestly, in August. So, and we'll have we got 10,000 coming out. They'll go quick, people. So, I'll come back on when they're out as well, and I'll send you guys a sample. And uh, dude, the hot ticket podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. I can't be, I was gonna be mean, I'm like, I love your podcast. It's like, <laughs> oh, hey, I fucking love it. Hey man, you got a cigar coming out in August. We suppose we're supposed to get a cigar out in August. So you send us yours, we'll send you ours, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, and then and then I'll wait to see how y'all's review of mine is, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll, that'll judge how I'll do y'all. I'm gonna do I'm the review on, for shock value only. I'm gonna be like, this cigar fucking blows. <laughs> this, this cigar blows. Don't buy this shit. Waste the money. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll be like, I wish somebody would have burned this cigar factory to the ground from burn down. This cigar is trash, dude. The rookie mistake for both of them. Dude. <laughs> That's what it is, man. That's what it is. Oh, my goodness. So, so until next time, we, we appreciate you, brother. Cheers, man. Thank you, brother. Endeavors. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank y'all. Let's fucking go. Oh. Two hours and 21 minutes. Let's go, kid. I love it, baby. That was a good time, man. Dude, that was Thank y'all so much. Awesome.